0: Welcome to Backhands and Compliments, which shockingly isn't a tennis betting podcast, even though I got all of the tournament winners right last week. Like, how exciting. I love that for me.
1: I love that for you. I'd love that even more for you if you'd actually won money. Uh, Yeah.
0: If I'd actually bet, I would have been in a much better spot. But also, like I don't feel like my takes on who was going to win were that brave last week. (laughs) No, there was one that was kind of
1: brave, but...
0: Picking Daniil was like, I was just optimistic,
1: look. I don't know. You weren't wrong, though, because, like, the last tournament he won was an indoor hard 500, so, like, you're just using context clues.
0: (laughs) He's also never won a tournament in like this part of the calendar though like I think he's never won anything mm-hmm. from like January to July
1: he's notoriously bad at Rotterdam <laughs>
0: yeah well a Rotterdam I found out because I had never experienced a Rotterdam before but like it's just a flop off isn't it like it's, <laughs> who can flop the least
1: and it turns out it's Daniel Medvedev somehow <laughs>
0: <laughs> somehow <laughs>
1: The flop himself. <laughs>
0: he just rolled on through. Did you notice him doing that? Like, he kept doing that little motion of, like, you know, just keep going. Just keep rolling. Yeah. I, I found it very weird. But I, you know, whatever he needs to do to get back to former glory, I'll take
1: it. <laughs> you know, anything's better than, like, the left trigger dead fish thing he did. <laughs> so true. Everything's less embarrassing than that. Like, you truly can't be more embarrassing than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, his his roll on through is like Andre's crossing himself. Which I noticed Andre do that when he lost the other day. Do you think it was just mm-hmm. like he's lost too many times that now he's like, mm, maybe I just have to cross myself
1: now when I lose too because I'm not winning enough. But I don't, I'm surprised you hadn't noticed he does it after every single match. No, I'd never I, 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 They usually don't show him when he loses though. Yeah,
0: that's probably why.
1: They show the other person as they walk forward.
0: And usually I'm so pissed that I've turned it off before he's a <laughs>
1: Really I mean, you're so correct. Speaking of Andre. Speaking of Andre losing, specifically. Let's rip the band-aid
0: off, Katie. Take us through what happened. Oh,
1: God. We were in Rotterdam this week, and I had high, high hopes for Andre. Maybe I shouldn't have, because he hasn't won a tour-level match outside of Australia. The Australian Open, specifically.
0: Yeah, outside of Melbourne, specifically, because he did yeah. not win any in Adelaide. <laughs> He
1: did not. He won one doubles match. Oh, yeah, with that with that random French guy.
0: <laughs> no, I think he won one doubles match with Karen.
1: Did he? I don't know. I cannot remember. <laughs>
0: We're not going to check right now. Someone someone will know. Someone will fact check us. Should we be worried? Uh, um, maybe?
1: Question mark? I don't know. I don't know if we should be worried. He did play Alex Minaur, who he does have a losing record against. And the only time he's beaten him was last year at Monte Carlo. I actually watched that match. It was so stressful that's that clip of him where he says every match is so stressful that's after the alex demon R match he's wearing like the green kit the fact that i know that's kind of insane
0: oh i remember the green kit how could i ever forget it was so good
1: i mean a redhead and emerald green chef's kiss can't get any better
0: are you concerned miranda i'm a little concerned like why can't he win a best of three right now what's going on i don't know
1: and it's really concerning because he has a lot of points to defend
0: (laughs) i know it's it's because usually this should be like andre's slaying season and like another ginger is taking that from him (laughs)
1: My second favorite ginger no,
0: but like i'm worried and here's the thing i'm only as worried as he is but i feel like mm-hmm. he might be worried too once he gets one like we're off to the races mm. i think it'll be fine but until he gets yeah. that one i'm scared
1: yeah because i really the, i mean this one i can understand a little bit The matchup isn't great for him. Him losing to Thanasi Kokonakis in Adelaide, that was concerning to me.
0: Yeah, losing to Thanasi. Who does he play? Because his next tournament is Doha. I was literally just looking at this, but I can't remember who his round one is against. So let me look at the draw really quick. It will be either against Talon Greekswar or, or, oh, that name I can't say. (laughs)
1: Give it a whirl. Alice? Alice? Who?
0: Content Alice. Is <laughs>
1: that <laughs> 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 even kidding? That sounds exactly like how he says it on the website. H A L Y S. Oh, yeah, he played Steph in Australia the first round, and he also pushed Djokovic to a third set in Adelaide Part Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh. Or was it Part One? I can't remember. Anyway. I don't know, but click
0: on this and listen to this man say his name and tell me I didn't nail it. Content Alice.
1: Okay, that is. I hate the French. <laughs>
0: Sorry, according to the AP, you should actually say you hate French people.
1: Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'm concerned, but I I don't know. I, Andre, like I, <laughs>
1: please. I'm gonna be concerned if he plays talent Greek Greek sport because Talon Greek sport. Let me tell you, he's playing some fantastic tennis, mm-hmm. which is great because I love the Dutch.
0: Then we also had. The other match that I think we both watched, were we rooting for different people in the Yannick Center versus Steph match? Because, like, we just saw them play each other in Australia, obviously. And the result was different here, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this is an interesting, like, budding little rivalry between them.
1: Ooh. Love a little bit of uh, rivalry.
0: One thing about Steph, he hates a ginger, unless that ginger's name is Stephanos. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: very true, I'm not calling
0: him a ginger and there's there no. was the the ginger Stephanos on the atp cup team
1: can you imagine if we were gonna we were gonna sit here and call steph a ginger i bet one of these crazy people has I bet oh my god but yeah no i think we were rooting for the same person because the one thing i love more than yonic center unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it is stefanel and i have wanted for so long A Stefanel final. Do you want to, for the uninitiated, what does Stefanel mean, Katie? You're just going straight (laughs) to the formato. Oh my God. Stefanel is a matchup or a match that is played between Stefano Tsitsipas and Tanil Medvedev. And -hmm. if you aren't familiar with their rivalry, we have an episode where we cover that. It's actually ATP 101 where you can learn a little bit about all the rivalries we give a crap about. And because we said, you know, you don't need to know anything about the sport of tennis. You need to know about the rivalry
0: between... (laughs) I can't even finish that sentence i'm laughing sorry but you need to know about the (laughs) rivalry between
1: daniel and steph it's a great rivalry like it is a top tier rivalry we're so real for that It's so good, and we haven't gotten a final between them, so we haven't heard them have to say nice things to each other, which I is like, <laughs> like that's why I care about a Stefanel final because I want to hear them say nice things about each other.
0: When it's one of their matches, I'm always just here for the handshake, and I would be here for the speeches.
1: But yeah, this was this was a good match. Yannick played incredible. Just wish it wasn't at a time when we could have got a Stepanov final.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Like the level was high from my memory, mm-hmm. but it also feels like it was so long ago. It
1: Really does. <laughs> The next important match was Daniil Medvedev versus Felix Aljaliassime, the previous champion of Rotterdam, and Mm -hmm. shocker of all shockers, Daniil won. Pretty handily, too. It
0: was really shocking. Yeah.
1: That was the moment
0: when I sort of really realized, like, oh, Daniil showed up this week.
1: Oh, Daniil's good at tennis. I forgot. (laughs) I
0: did! Like, I'm not even kidding, though.
1: It was kind of classic Daniil. Like, if you want to know what it was like to be a Daniil Medvedev fan, like, around last year, Australian Open, and, like, last year, US Open, like, go watch that match against Felix, because... And the match against Yannick, too.
0: Year before last, US Open, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, sorry, yeah, Australia... Because last
0: year, US Open was just pain, suffering, awful. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, sorry. Uh, That US Open didn't happen. How dare you? I know. I'm sorry, Carlos. But, yeah, first top ten win since... Australian Open twenty two versus Steph, which mm-hmm. is great.
0: Speaking of Steph and yeah, it was just like this is the first I've like I've been watching tennis for such a short amount of time that this was the first top ten win I had seen Danielle get, which is kind of wild.
1: Is that just shows how bad he's been flopping
0: <laughs> yeah it's the first top 10 win since like his baby was conceived probably mm. if it was an off-season baby then no first top 10 wins since knowing he was going to be a dad for instance like you know lots of life changes <laughs> happening during that time for him it's wild
1: and not only is his daughter not to born mention the now. war <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god and not only is his daughter been born she's also like four months old so like
0: yeah he said that, and I was shook to my core. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like,
1: what? Mm -hmm. But this was the only quarterfinal with seeds left in it, which just goes to show how much of a flop-off Rotterdam was.
0: Yeah, it really, like, it just, it took them all out. And then, you know, obviously the last seed left went on to win, Mm -hmm. but I just, it was so, like floppy i don't know
1: was it floppy or were there just a lot of good players playing in rotterdam so like a lot of good yeah. players weren't seated
0: that's part of it like yeah. it was it was stacked mm-hmm. but it was also a little floppy even some of the matches that were like good matches felt like flop-offs it was mm-hmm. like who's gonna make fewer unfortunate errors
1: <laughs> was the court just like really slow i don't
0: know what it was i don't know either it seemed like big serves like weren't really working but i don't
1: know yeah because um alex demon Minaur beat Maxime Cressy, and I was a little bit surprised by that. I am not gonna lie.
0: (laughs) I think they actually, they play each other pretty early next week, too, I think, actually, when I was looking at the draws for Marseille. Wow. They're in the same quarter. So... The other part that I think is interesting here is that uh, Felix really soothed the ache of losing by getting a dog, (laughs) which I think is the best way to possibly soothe the ache. Like sometimes they'll uh, soothe the the ache of like losing the Australian Open by making a baby, but Felix got a dog, which I love. Mm -hmm. So welcome to the Association of Tennis Puppies to
1: Timmy. That's just so cute. Speaking of fathers, he became a father to a puppy. It's just, I'm really going to need them to make it. A Timmy Instagram. Mm, a, a Timstagram. Oh my God.
0: What do you think his his full? Do you think there's a chance his full name is Timotej Chalamet? <laughs> Very Canadian. A T- Tim Hortons.
1: Tim Hortons. It could be a Tim Hortons.
0: Is Nina Canadian? I don't know. Because she's also, she, it's it's confusing because she has like the Isla Tamjanovic connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Isla Tamjanovic is from
1: either. She's, she was Croatian, question mark? Mm-hmm. And now Australian. But she lives in Florida. So, she's just all over the place. And she dated in Italian, you know? She just... did. She's all over the world. You know what? Jealous, truly. Miss worldwide. Miss <laughs> Worldwide.
0: <laughs> Honestly, all of these people are Miss and Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Tennis is just worldwide. <laughs> Felix, maybe you should have gotten that. Pit bull. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Oh, my God. Worst joke I've ever made.
1: I just, I really, I looked at that dog, though, and I was like, yeah, that looks like a dog Felix would have. And I can't explain it, but I'm like, yeah, that that fits.
0: Yeah, it's like a, you know, it's a white, fluffy dog Felix is, like, a little fancy. Yeah. Like, I can see that for him. Yeah.
1: You know, I can see him, like, wearing a suit and, like, carrying the dog in, like, you know, a man purse. And it'd be fabulous.
0: Yeah, but you know... Felix is never going to have, like, he's going to have a white dog, but he's never going to have, like, a white crusty eye dog.
1: Oh, no. No, 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 no.
0: That dog's going to have the cleanest eyes of all time.
1: And super, like, very well brushed.
0: It's at this point where I will introduce a segment that I've invented and I've coined the name of. <laughs> and this I is a segment where I said last time I wanted to be the Demois of tennis. So I've named the segment do Mois. <laughs> Which I think is a brilliant name.
1: Absolutely fantastic.
0: <laughs> Katie, do you want to take it away with the story of the tennis player that ran into your mom at the 2012 Western and Southern Open?
1: I would love to. The first tennis tournament I ever went to was the 2012 Western Southern Open. I was 13 years old. We're walking around the grounds, going to God knows where, or whatever. I'm with my mom, obviously, because my, my whole family loves tennis, if that wasn't evident. And we're walking to whatever stadium that we're going to, and suddenly this man runs into my mother like full on shoulder slams her
0: shoulder slam do you want is there any other kind of description of the accosting that you were, like,
1: <laughs> the incident only reason we know who it was cuz i didn't see this but my mother was like what the hell uh, is that this person this player did not say sorry And she did get a glimpse of his um, player lanyard that was around his neck because this player was not super popular at this time. He was actually known for being a like, quote unquote, like boy toy or like the boyfriend of some pretty famous female tennis players.
0: He was well known, but not popular.
1: Yeah. Like we all knew who he was. He was up and coming. He's part of what next gen, you know, he dated Serena Williams, Maria Sharapova. He's also known as Baby Fed. If you haven't guessed it by now, Grigor Dimitrov (laughs) ran into my mother at Indian Wells and didn't didn't say sorry. Apologize, not at Indian Wells. At Cincinnati, or sorry, why did I say Indian Wells? I don't know. Freudian slip. (laughs) Freudian slip. God, I wish. At Cincinnati, Grigor Dimitrov ran into my mother at Cincinnati. Didn't apologize, and my mother to this day holds a grudge.
0: That's my favorite part.
1: Because here's the thing about my mother. No one knows my mother, but she does not hold grudges. Like, that is one of her things. Like, she forgives way too easily. And I'm like, mom, that person slighted you. Like, someone could have run her over. And she'd be like, oh, that's fine. But Grigor Dimitrov? No. How dare that man (laughs) not say sorry. And I think he would have been, what, 21 at that time, I think? Something like that. Honestly, one of the reasons
0: why I'm so okay with, like, us telling the story and not, Mm -hmm. like, blinding it out, because that's the thing. Like, I for most of these I would like to blind them out so like people don't know who we're talking about but like specifically Gregor and specifically 2012 we've the statue of limitations
1: has you know like it's fine it's so minor and like the only reason it comes back up is because my mother refuses to let it go And it's so funny because, like, you know, for a while, you know, we, we I wasn't like a huge Grigor Dimitrov fan. I didn't know much about him. But then I saw that, that Mother's Day video from the ATP and I was like, my heart has been melted. It was so cute. So cute. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, it was 10 years ago. He Maybe he didn't even know how to say sorry in English. Like, it's fine.
0: Imagine dating Serena Williams and not knowing how to say sorry in anyway. English. <laughs> He better have been apologizing for something. Like, I mean, I don't hope he was doing anything wrong, but like, I just think it's funny.
1: Greeks, we love you. I do. I do love him.
0: I've really started to enjoy him, like, mostly off court. I think, uh, and my theory mm-hmm. personally, it has to do with the video that the tournament released this week where they asked all the players who the biggest flirt was. I First mm-hmm. of all, Rotterdam, you're so real for this. Like, asking the real hard questions. Who's the biggest mm-hmm. ego and who's the biggest flirt? Like, thank you. Amazing. Every single player said Gregorio. <laughs> <laughs> And my theory is that he was flirting with your mom. And I know you don't like that theory, but that's what I'm going with. I'm totally fine with this. He got a top 10 win this week against Hubie Hercatch, which, um, love that for him. Hate that for Hubie, but that's fine. So I wanted to look up when his last top 10 win was, because it just felt like it would have been a while. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, it was, it was in 2022 (laughs) in Vienna against Andre. So, um... Really not that long ago. Cool. Great. I remember
1: that match too.
0: Then we had Daniil versus Yannick for the title. This match was so good. Like I missed the first set. So I turned it on and Daniil started slaying. You're welcome. But just love to see the win for Daniil. He's back in the top 10, which you just so
1: excited about. I'm so excited. He was not out for very long. My question though, Miranda, is, is he actually mm-hmm. back? Is he actually going to be playing better now? Or is he just a hard, indoor hardcore Vulture now?
0: I think it, Okay. First of all, I don't think you can say like someone winning a five hundred is vulturing, especially with this field. Like that's ridiculous. It's
1: a ridiculous thing to say. I know. You can
0: you could call Carlos a five hundred vulture just because like the the field in Rio was not that strong, which we'll get to. I have feelings about like mm,
1: yeah. People mm. are making
0: me mad this week, but... Um,
1: so mad. Oh, my God. What <sighs> else is
0: there? If winning a 500 Counts is vulturing, like, we really have a problem <laughs> on our hands. I do think he's relatively back, although he never is really that successful during this part of the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the thing that I'm excited for is, like, obviously he has a lot of room to pick up points soon, like, coming into clay season not very far away. Mm-hmm. Don't mind me just, like, fully fully not even thinking about any in <laughs> miami for daniel i know better i've I, I wasn't there last year but i know better like mm-hmm. but i think if he can stay healthy and stay well and all of that stuff then i have faith
1: mm-hmm. i know
0: he's not excited for clay but like daniel please suck it up because you Come can on. just pick up so many points like because so you're not points. defending anything like please just stop <laughs>
1: He's just so dramatic. Actually, no,
0: please don't stop. Please keep it rolling. Is that the thing that he's doing? Keep yeah, it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> That's what I'm interpreting, the thing that he's doing. Kenny, what do you think is, is if he is a an indoor hardcore 500 vulture now?
1: <laughs> um, I put that mostly as a joke, by the way. I don't actually, I'm not saying he's a vulture. Um, I also, I have the same opinion. I think um, if he can stay healthy, I think he really was struggling. Specifically after the Australian Open last year, he struggled because he got injured in Miami. Or I think he was injured a little bit before Miami. And he just hates Indian Wells. I mean, that's, yeah, probably. It's hot. He don't like being hot. And it's windy. <sighs> It's windy, and yet Andre got to the semis. I don't understand that. He played really well. What can I say? He's been playing on an upward trajectory since his daughter was born, Um, and then Australia happened. But now hopefully he's back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is that he's very Dilfy right now.
0: He just seems like he's being very cute, dad. Like doing very, you know, very cute dad things. The baby smiling at the TV when she sees her dad, and I'm like, oh, well, same. <laughs>
1: i mean yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just waiting for you to come back with something and you're like mm, no that's just that's what it is i
1: mean like <laughs> i'm laughing because you're so correct like
0: anyway i'd also like to congratulate Danielle Nodrev on hitting 100,000 <laughs> youtube subscribers he got that play button in rotterdam love
1: the play button
0: because <laughs> that's what the trophy looks like
1: it really does and i i know people are hating on it because they're like oh the trophy didn't get any better i actually kind of like it i
0: don't hate it it's like unique
1: it. yeah it's fun. It's better than. It's not a plate. It's not a plate. Thank God. I'm sick of plates.
0: <laughs> I just like how eclectic his trophy collection is as well. Mm-hmm. I tweeted that, but you know, his the only trophy he's gotten twice is the Australian Open Ooh. finalist. So, um, you know, him and Steph twinning. Twinning.
1: But anyway, it because it was in Rotterdam, we had a lot of Dutch wild cards, which I always love to see. I love seeing hometown heroes doing well.
0: Unless it's like the French who have way too many tournaments oh and God. their people just get so many wild cards. But yes, I love it in a country that doesn't have like a ton of tournaments where mm-hmm. they can give people wild cards in.
1: Exactly, yeah. We had a new Dutch one, Brouwer and Talon Greek Spore, both of which are rat slayers. And I love a rat slayer.
0: Are we calling Holgeruna a rat? <sighs> he hasn't done enough for me to call him a rat. <laughs> Not me defending Holgeruna.
1: No, I'm, I'm mostly just joking with Holgeruna being a rat. I'm actually i'm weirdly coming around on holger
0: yeah one surefire way holger to get us on your side come on our podcast we'd love to oh, have you
1: would love to i have so many questions or
0: holger's sister i also have questions for you i oh. feel like you know the the siblings the wags etc like they're a little bit more our speed <laughs> <laughs> invites open
1: seriously just email back or back into compliments at gmail.com
0: <laughs> are you worried about holger's wrist are we concerned I don't really worry about Holger, so I'm not really that concerned, but like, you know, sad.
1: I am a little sad. I'm also not sure how much of an injury it is. I'm not going to okay. say that he stopped playing because he was down two breaks and was actually getting his ass handed to him by Brower, but it was not.
0: Okay, but you're not not saying that.
1: I'm not not saying it, but I'm also n- not saying it. I'm sure he's going to be fine. He's fine. He's He's 19. <laughs> he will bounce back.
0: <laughs> Speaking of people bouncing back, do you want to move down to Buenos Aires?
1: i would love to oh, oh
0: my god the most carlitos. exciting part ah
1: carlitos i'm so i'm so happy
0: i'm just so excited about him and i like him so much more maybe that's because we've been free of him for so long that like <laughs> i haven't had to deal with him beating my faves i mean you did this week but like i haven't
1: i mean i was written for carlos i'm so sorry cam <laughs> whoa i love cam but i'm also like Carlos is so good at tennis and it's, he's mm-hmm. just, there's something about him that is so fun to watch. And he's just, he's literally like the cutest little golden retriever boy. Like it's just, he's so, ugh, I just want to squish him.
0: He just seems like a sweetheart.
1: He's so sweet. And I really hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Cause if it does, I'll be I devastated.
0: <laughs> i am We've said it like before, we're just like very worried that something's going to happen. And he's just, ugh, I don't know, like Carlos like protected. I don't know. I'm worried about Carlos. I, know. I really am.
1: Me too. I mean, I know he's a teenage boy, so like he's probably terrible in some aspects. But like, I don't know. He's just he's just so cute. He has a lot of fun, and I I love a guy who has fun.
0: He really does seem like he's having fun out there. Like, why wouldn't you when you're like as good as? Him? But <laughs> yeah. Um... He also wins me over by wearing the pink, which, speaking of my Mm -hmm. predictions being right last week, like, what the hell? Why didn't I buy a lottery ticket or something? I also called him wearing that kit.
1: You literally did.
0: Back in December, I saw that kit because Sadie was posting all of the different, like, Nike and Adidas kits that were coming out for the Australian Open. And I said, get Carlos in the pink stat. Mm -hmm. And he did. As soon as he came back, he was (laughs) in the pink. So (laughs) Carlos is a tennis era stan. You heard it here first.
1: He is following you on a burner account.
0: (laughs) I, maybe. Maybe. Hey, maybe. Maybe <laughs> JCF so Once again, an open invite. Would love to have questions.
1: So open for you, JCF. I promise we won't thirst too hard. I can rein it in. But I want to give a special shout out to Laszlo Gera for managing to take a set off Carlos, the only one in the tournament to do so. Granted, caveat, it was Carlos's first match back in four months, but still. Well done, Laszlo.
0: Well done, Laszlo. And like, I'm so sorry that you were the one to draw Carlos first round. Oh, Yeah. Anyway, the thing I was going to say was, like, I can't believe this was the first match that Carlos had played since I skipped his match in Paris to go down to the (laughs) the Bercy basement. (laughs) If I had known, I would have watched his match.
1: But you couldn't have known? Could not have known.
0: No. Well, it's not the last match that he fully played.
1: The last match he won. Yeah.
0: The last match he won. Sure. The big matches here, I think you watched fewer of these Buenos Aires matches than I did. I would kind of turn them on because they were, like, you know, on during the day and stuff so mm-hmm. I can have them in the background. So I watched some cam matches. I watched, I think Dami had a win here. I think I watched that. He
1: did. Yeah.
0: And Carlos. I was like, I gotta watch Carlos.
1: I also watched, I watched, I, I turned them on in the background, but I really did not. Mm-hmm. like. I couldn't like give you like a rundown of what happened. I turned on some Fran matches. I turned on that Diego match and like, oh boy, Diego, no. baby, what's wrong? I'm worried about Diego. He's not playing very well and I feel sad about it. But I did by far watch majority of cam nori matches of course you did because i'm a cam nori stan apparently and i'm gonna say it here first you've heard it here first folks i do kind of like the mullet and that does disturb me but i'm not gonna apologize for it
0: couldn't be me katie where would you put the mullet on your top hair of the ATP? because honestly the mullet is making me think like demotion material
1: (laughs) oh no
0: (laughs) i i don't know if i can keep him on the list And I got some flack for my list today.
1: You did.
0: I took some slander, but that's fine. I can give it back.
1: (laughs) Honestly, you you nailed it. (laughs) I don't know where I'd rank him on my list. It's truly become apparent to me how much I actually like Cam Nori. It's
0: weird. (laughs) It's weird. It's not weird,
1: but like, you know what
0: I mean? It's weird that it happened this fast. Because I think of you as somebody with like a very set faves list. uh Like the list is stacked. You have a lot. Like there's not really room on that roster. But you made room.
1: Somehow. I don't know who got kicked out, if anyone.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask.
1: I don't know. I'm just out here like, wow, I, Cam Nori's hot and I'm sorry.
0: You, (laughs) I would say like you have a limitless amount of like love in your heart, but no, it's like you have a limitless (laughs) amount of like thirst in your heart. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't explain it. Like, I really do feel unhinged with my like of Cam Nori.
0: Well, he'll do that to a person.
1: He, you know,
0: he, it's, it's, I don't know. Whatever you have to say to make yourself feel better about it. <laughs> That's the thing.
1: I don't feel good about it. <laughs>
0: I know, but better. It
1: could be, I could like worse people.
0: He's probably not the worst person you like. Who's the worst person I like? I don't know, but I'm, I don't think it can be Cam Nori.
1: I don't think it can be Cam Nori either, but also
0: could it? Who's your problematic fave? Oh, I know who my problematic fave is. Duh. Well,
1: um, yeah, duh.
0: Yeah, the final was Carlos beating Cam Nori. I thought this was a good match, but it also didn't seem as good because I watched it right after watching uh, Daniel and Yannick. <laughs> like, it just wasn't mm-hmm. as good.
1: I will say scam Nori almost scammed himself into a third set, but his serve let him down again, which is a the tale of his life, really. The serve jitters are truly something that are becoming a problem.
0: Yeah, he needs to call Arena's biomechanic. He really does. Or a
1: therapist. Just just go on some Xanax. <laughs>
0: Are they allowed to? Is that one of the substances they can take? I actually, I think I checked. And I think they could take, like, they could, couldn't could take, like, Adderall and stuff. But I think Xanax wasn't on the list. Why did I say that weird?
1: Xanax. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, not on the list.
1: Amazing. I'm glad that they can get some relief from anxiety, but not uh, from ADHD. But yeah, first many titles, probably, for Carlos. But I will say Poor Camp. Because this is his second final loss of the year. But he's only played three tournaments. So overall, he's doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, really hard for him to lose his uh, home slam here in... uh... (laughs) Buenos Aires.
1: (laughs) I guess my last thing I want to talk about with Buenos Aires, which I bring up because Dominic Team did play this tournament. This doesn't really have anything to do with the Open itself because he lost in the second round. But we did learn this week that Domi got a wild card into Indian Wells, which apparently did not sit well with the people on Twitter. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say this. Some people on Twitter are getting mean and disrespectful over there. Not that they, I mean, I think that that's always the nature of Twitter. And I know that we specifically also preach like living in the moment and like, you know, not necessarily looking back at like previous wins as like an indication of how well they're playing now or who should win
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: I am going to say this here now that Dominic Team deserves a wild card into Indian Wells Mm -hmm. he's won the tournament before he's a grand slam winner and put some respect on that man's name what the fuck
0: yeah I personally I think anyone who has won a tournament before deserves a wild card into that tournament yeah if they are not like otherwise qualifying and if they want to accept that wild card like I think someone who's previously won the tournament like that's who you give a wild card to and someone who is as like well known as Domi is like I just I don't know the point of a wild card is to like sell tickets that's why Andy Murray mm-hmm. has gotten so many of them <laughs> yeah and like grow up like I just like, let yeah. let the man have the wild card like he's he's been through enough
1: yeah like I'd much rather go see Dominic Team in Indian Wells than like some random person that I've never heard yeah. of yeah like do you forget who he is he's Dominic fucking Team okay
0: yeah I mean who's the person like who's the alternate that's not gonna get into Indian Wells because Domi got that wild card maybe it, is it because is it that people think that like they shouldn't also sorry these people are probably the same people who complain about hating americans if dami doesn't take this it goes to an american
1: yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah it's like talking out of both sides of your mouth (laughs) do these people hate
0: wild cards altogether or do they just hate like when certain people get these wild
1: cards because like I don't like Andy Murray I don't like seeing Andy Murray's name on draws because I'm like Ugh, I yeah. don't want to see him but I'm also not going to be sitting here like he doesn't deserve a wild card uh yeah, yeah he fucking does <laughs> like and there's
0: still four wild cards left to be you know given out it's not like there's a shortage of wild cards like yeah. <laughs> I just it's kind of it's it's a little crazy to me
1: it was so wild to me I was like what is what's going on in the house of commons like hello the other thing this week that I saw that I, I saw a lot of people talking about as well the tennis podcast posted on twitter wait you're telling me they There's another one. I know. There's another tennis
0: podcast. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love the tennis podcast.
1: The tennis podcast, which is not us. (laughs) Which, don't they have an episode out today? That's exciting for y'all. But the tennis podcast asked, what's your theory as to why Dominic Team isn't what he was? And will he rediscover it? In my opinion, it is a combination well, most, mostly, and what most people pointed out was if, of course the wrist injury.
0: Yeah, obviously.
1: Um, like, duh. If you're not thinking about that, like, do you even know Dominic Team? Which I do think having an injury as devastating as that will lead to a lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. And did the wrist injury happen because of the US Open curse?
0: Well, okay. The curses no. aren't real.
1: I know. No. <laughs> so- <laughs> the answer to that is no, but <laughs>
0: But I think I don't know. I think there is something to be said of like he achieved so much. He ascended to a level where he was really good and it's just hard to stay at that level Mm -hmm. and I don't like it because obviously like you know the point of tennis is to be hot and nice and like I do think Dominic has both of those things in spades so I would love for him to be slaying but unfortunately the universe has other plans I do like though like he seems very positive and very like humble from all of this like I don't know it Mm -hmm. just seems like he maybe this is just what he's projecting outside and it's not actually the case but like I don't know it just seems like he's dealing with it and like accepting it and kind of doing his best and trying but it's Mm -hmm. just so it really shows you how hard it is to like bounce back from one of these things Mm -hmm. and when i say that earlier this year i think because i was looking back at i think i noticed this when i was looking back at gregor's um -hmm. like run i think like a year ago he was ranked like 300 something and now he's back in the top 100 like he has made so much progress lest we forget like i just i think that people are expecting People expected it to happen much more
1: quickly, mm-hmm. which is just impossible. Like yeah. that's just not how that works. <laughs> like it was a it was a very devastating injury,
0: and it was like a really bad injury.
1: Yeah, like didn't he like snap tendons or something?
0: Yeah, I, I've seen it said that his wrist like shattered
1: and. Um, can we also point out for everyone who forgets, uh, Dominic Team has a one handed backhand, which means there's a lot of pressure on his right wrist every single shot he hits. There's not a single shot that he hits that he doesn't have pressure on that wrist. It's a big factor as well of like his wrist is, is, is injured. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's still some mental lingering worries that it's going to happen again. Like human mm-hmm. beings don't like to be in pain. Like I don't blame him. <laughs> like it's
0: amazing that he's still out here trying.
1: Yeah. But because he's out here trying, my main concern then becomes the fact that he might inevitably get injured again. And if we have another Delpo situation on my hands, I will break into pieces. It'd be devastating to me.
0: Yeah, it's not it's it's concerning. Um mm-hmm. now I just have this is me trying stuck in my head. Ugh. <sighs> What's the lyric that's like... Do you know the one I'm talking about? So ahead of the curve, the curve became a sphere? (laughs) So ahead of the curve, the curve became a, a sphere. Fell behind all my classmates, and I
1: ended up here. Up here, oh my God! The fact that I knew that, Ooh. yeah, no, Ugh. you know what, you know exactly mm-hmm. what I was talking about. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It's definitely like very much Dominic team. It's
0: like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh no, it's like me when I li- was listening to. It's time to go. Thinking about Roger Federer, I gotta go. Oh, I gotta delete folk evermore because I don't. I don't know what songs are on which. I gotta delete those from my memory. It's time to go. It's <laughs> on Evermore, and this is me trying this on folklore, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but now
1: we have some discourse as well, some additional Ooh. discourse from Miranda, which is my favorite.
0: There's so much discourse from the Golden Swing, apparently. So there's a lot of discourse about the Golden Swing and I think, like, what a lot of people have been talking about is how narrow the fields are for tournaments at this level in South America, specifically. And a lot of people were saying, like, I cannot believe that the Rio Open is this like, weak of a field, essentially. And people were saying that it should be downgraded from from a 500 to a 250 and to me it's like it's so crazy to me that the argument for like when the field of a 500 is too weak is to demote it down to a 250 because i'm like maybe bump it up like incentivize mm-hmm. it more if you want people to take this part of the calendar seriously you mm-hmm. should give them like the points incentive to get their asses down to rio like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's my yeah. thought like I don't know maybe this is my very sophomoric view of the tennis calendar but i think you know upgrade rio to a 1000 hold it after miami instead of before and downgrade monte carlo to a 500 so just like make rio Ooh. that first clay 1000 that's my idea i
1: think be i think that'd be amazing Especially because I've been saying this the entire podcast, uh, but we need to give South America more tournaments. We just need more respect for the South American tournaments and like making more South American tournaments because the fact that there are so many in Europe. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to have that many in Europe.
0: And if there's one reason to do it, it's to piss Nick Curios off
1: oh, absolutely.
0: I did a little exercise earlier today of sort of like figuring out what changes I would want to make to the tennis calendar. And like, I was trying to be fairly realistic about it. I was like, well, I can't really move Miami because it's in a stadium Mm -hmm. that's not like specifically for tennis. So like, obviously I'm not going to move Miami around too much, but I could move Indian Wells because that's like Mm -hmm. the dedicated tennis stadium and they have the grounds there all the time. Like I can move Cincy because what else are they doing in Cincy? Like Anyway, I was having a a fun time, like, playing around with the tennis calendar, and essentially I made, like, a sort of mini golden swing with more points available after Miami instead of having it before mm-hmm. was sort of the trade-off that I wanted to make. But we don't have to fully talk about that. But I did do an exercise of like, how many points are there actually available in each country, for instance? This was also something I was thinking about when everyone was kind of getting on Ben Shelton for like being able to break into the top 100 without ever leaving the US. And so I was like trying to figure out what countries have the most tournaments, have the most points, etc. The US does have the most. Like I will give people- mm-hmm that that the u.s has the most but like i did that little exercise you know the the website katie where they take the shape of the u.s and you can like overlay it over different parts of the world yeah Mm -hmm. so i took the map of the u.s and laid it over europe the only european countries that i can't cover that have tennis tournaments are either portugal or sweden so i would lose one or the other Oh, my God. At One 250. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, my.
1: no. <laughs>
0: so, like, to put this into perspective for people who are not American, it's as though Indian Wells is in Gibraltar. The USO mm-hmm. is in Kharkiv. Not even Kiev. Kharkiv. <laughs> and Miami <laughs> is in Cyprus. And if you think that all of those tournaments are too close together, like, I don't know what to say to you. (laughs) Like, imagine. And then having three other 250s to cover the rest of that space, like, Europe would never. So, there's a total in terms of, I only did the total points of a tournament. So, like, 2,000. I didn't do, you know, the total number of points available at each of the tournaments. 16,000 in Europe out of a total of 33,000. Oh so that's almost 50% of the points from <laughs> Europe. What the, what Europe. the fuck? <laughs> North America has 8,750, of which 7,000 of those are the U.S. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, outsized to the U.S. But like I said, geographically, we're yeah. big. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, to put it into perspective, Australia has 2,750. Yeah. So Australia has about twice as many points. Like twice as many As South America. And I get it, Australia, also a continent, but, like, a smaller continent. Downgrade Paris, too, honestly. Yeah, what Uh, the fuck? Get out of here. Get Bercy out of here. I was going through, and I'm not going to go into the details on this and everything, but, like, I was also going through and figuring out which tournaments I would, like, delete from the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, like, I think Eastbourne and Delray Beach both (laughs) made the list, so it's a hard day to be Taylor Fritz. Taylor Fritz
1: would not be in the top You had your way. Oh, poor
0: Taylor. <laughs> um, Kitty, I have a question for you. And my question is, there are only two countries that have tournaments on all three surfaces. Which countries are they?
1: Um, so I was thinking about this earlier, or whilst we've mm-hmm. been recording.
0: You've had some time.
1: Yeah, I've been, been racking my brain for this. Um, the one I know for a fact is definitely the US.
0: Do you want to name one of each?
1: Uh, Hard courts obvious options i mean take your pick (laughs) indian wells cincinnati miami us Mm -hmm. open whatever the fuck you want to say the grass court is uh the newport one that's in Mm -hmm. rhode island the tennis hall at the tennis hall of fame which i've been to i haven't been to the tournament but i've been to the tennis hall of fame a clay one would be houston nice nailed it nailed that one what's the other country i can't think of the other country i'm trying to i i keep coming up with like ones that'll have like two of the three it's cheating a little bit is it? Oh, it's cheating a little bit? Oh.
0: If it was listed as TBD on the the um. website that I used, which I think was Wikipedia, then no, I didn't <laughs> catch
1: it. I cannot think of the other country because, like, I keep going, like, I don't think Spain has a hard court tournament. The
0: thing that I would like to direct your memory to
1: oh, no. is,
0: this is very unlike me, but I'm going to bring up the Davis Cup and I'm going to bring up the Davis Cup finals. Oh, they count that. I'm not counting any other Davis Cup, but the Davis Cup finals are held in Malaga, in Spain, oh. on hard so Okay, so it is Spain, Spain is the other country. It is that Spain. has all three.
1: Which, since that's Malaga, the Davis Cup final, hard court indoor. Um, Mallorca is on grass, and take your pick on, I mean Madrid, Barcelona, Madrid. Like, <laughs> sure,
0: yeah. Roland Garros.
1: Oh wait, wait. <laughs> nope, that's in France. <laughs> just so happens that spaniards are really good there
0: <laughs> well i forget Whoops. Uh, they call it rafa's living room like i don't know
1: i mean yeah sorry sorry to these frenchies <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. so but it does make sense that like the u.s would have such a diverse selection of tournaments mm-hmm. and services because we're huge okay
1: but there's less diversity in like yeah. tournaments because like rhode island is the the newport one is super small the houston one is super small mm-hmm. both of those are 250s i think they are and then we just have a massive amount of hardcore tournaments
0: because <laughs> no one needs a needs a green clay clay tournament
1: oh, yeah you know no one needs hard true you know what abolish that shit that is oh i hate it i played on that it was so bad mm-hmm. it's like playing on gravel
0: those are all my thoughts about the the golden swing discourse i think upgrade rio to a to a 1000 just to piss people off
1: and you know i completely agree with you 100 percent. i was like yep the other
0: thing about monte carlo being downgraded to a 500 it helps with the amount of points that france has because if people didn't know the monte carlo masters is held in france technically not in mm. monaco there's not enough room in monaco
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: I just think it's ridiculous to have Tal- Delray Beach and also have Miami.
1: Yeah, like it's it's silly. I did not really watch any of Delray Beach. Um, I watched the final and that's about it. I did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I watched, uh, I think I watched maybe all of Taylor's matches. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> the Taylor stan is popping out.
0: <laughs> no, the Morgan stan is popping out.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's the real winner of Tell Ray, if you missed it, it was more yeah, Riddle. But the,
0: the timing is also, like, better for me. It's sort of like the evening, yeah. and like, winding down. Anyway, the timing is better. But do you want to talk about some of our
1: first matches that you cared about? There's really so few here. There's so few. The only one that I really noticed, uh, didn't watch, but is the fact that Michael Moe beat Denis Shapovalov, which Mm -hmm. is shocking to me. But like, what's happening with Shapo? Is he okay? Or is Michael Moe peaking? None of these guys are okay, Katie. Like what? That's the lesson of the
0: podcast.
1: Nobody's okay. It's true. Everyone is in shambles <laughs> me included yeah i was really surprised i'm sorry to all you shopo girlies uh couldn't be me but i am sorry to you
0: one day it will be and you'll be like oh my god i can't believe there was a time i didn't like cam nori or dennis shop of all of.
1: that's the day when you know that you need to put me down
0: <laughs> okay that's the day i take the tennis tv login away <laughs> password.
1: you're like no <laughs> <laughs> you just take my debit card. Like, no more no more tennis channel for you either. <laughs> Miramir Ketchmanovic was in the final. Didn't win because he lost to our fave Taylor Fritz. But almost didn't because of your jinxing tweet. Can't oh believe you did that to I'm him. Sorry.
0: No, it's my jinxing tweet, but it's also, like, Taylor's jinxing belief. Because Taylor <laughs> has that belief that, like, his bagel, <laughs> wouldn't a six-love set... Taylor has this belief that, like, a six-love set sets someone up to, like, flop after that. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he made things harder for himself after that point. And I, I think it really like solidified that belief for him.
1: Yeah, it definitely did because he loses that second set and then comes back and just continues to play like he, the second second set never happened. (laughs) The funniest thing about this one, um, for me personally was this was a home slam for both Taylor and Meow Meow.
0: (laughs) Is it? Yeah. It was also a home slam for Cam Nori. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Too bad Cam Nori wasn't there. Meow Meow lives in Florida, um, I think, or he has lived in Florida since he was very young. It's very interesting. You listen to Meow Meow talk, and he has no discernible accent. I think it's because he's lived in America for so long. But, like, obviously, like, you listen to, like, other Serbians, and, like, you can hear their accent. But you listen to Meow Meow, and you're like, I could not clock where you're from.
0: I also think his girlfriend might be American, which I do think helps.
1: Probably, yeah. But I do have questions for Meow Meow. Uh, the first one being that outfit. What are those? Like, seriously, what's, what's happening? It's not
0: good. He signed with that new clothing sponsor. I don't even know which one it is, but like, Meow Meow, I hope they're paying you well.
1: I hope they are. I think it's Dunlap. Stick to balls, dumb up. Like, s- someone get him into clothing that is not that. It's just, he looked so much better than Nike. I'm so sorry.
0: What brand would you dress Meow Meow in if you had your choice? Because he was <sighs> a Nike guy last year, right? You can't say Nike. I have
1: an answer. Oh. I would put him in, is it Yon, not Yon, is it Yonix? No. The purple one is Yonex. Yeah. Yes. That one. That Hubie and Casper wear. And
0: you're saying Yonex. You're not saying Yonex. (laughs) Yonex the brand, not Yonex in (laughs) her.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) The lavender lilac Mm -hmm. beauty that is the Hubie kit or the black version that I think Casper wore at some point. His black shirt and purple pants or purple shorts.
0: I'm putting Meow Meow in New Balance. I think he'd look cute in that one.
1: Oh, the the lesbian pride flag? (laughs)
0: Ally. I think it's so funny that, like, that's what you bring up every day. I would have never known. Like, I would have had no idea.
1: (laughs) We were watching, I don't think we talked about this, but Tommy Paul's, uh, Tommy Paul's wearing it. Ben Shelton was wearing it. Maxime Cressy's wearing it. Maxime Cressy's wearing it. Look at all these allies. (laughs) Ally. (laughs) And I was immediately like, "I love the lesbian pride um, flag on the front. Like, we love we love a strong ally. I mean, we do because it's literally the same colors. I don't
0: think they know that either. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. They absolutely do not. You cannot. Tommy Paul doesn't probably, probably doesn't even know what a pride flag looks like. <laughs>
0: I'm so sorry. No, they had they had them at the Australian Open on uh, okay, the semifinal enough. day, so
1: he knows. He just knows what the pride flag looks like. Doesn't, <gasps> could not probably name any of the other ones, but... Yeah, that's the lesbian pride flag one, and I love it.
0: Yeah. I just think the neckline's good. I like the pink. The sh- pink shorts are fun. Did you see on, on Tommy Paul's Instagram, he, like, went to New Balance headquarters, and he, there was a oh. picture of him, like, watching a presentation, and they were talking about their, like inspiration for their 2025 kits
1: oh whoa that's like whoa <laughs> far in advance
0: you're telling Damn, me they planned okay. these you're telling me like adidas planned <laughs> that and ended up with this
1: you're telling me they didn't just slap it together five seconds before they had to print it wild, like wild yeah it's like that blue tie dye oh my
0: god i hate I didn't it. Make that joke
1: earlier but speaking of outfits though i love taylor in all white It's really evoking Wimbledon, and I loved Wimbledon-era Taylor. That's really when I started loving Taylor, like, fully.
0: Yeah, because it's really, it was like a breakout for Morgan.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, she looked so good at Wimbledon. She also looks so good in white. She looked absolutely, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Did you watch her vlog? Not yet. I'm saving it.
0: The One of the things I was going to say was, um, she, there was a point where she was wearing that white dress, but it wasn't the finals day, and I was like, oh, did she wear that twice? But no, his match got moved back later in the day, so she had to go like buy a new um, outfit and buy like a warmer oh. outfit so she saved that outfit for the finals later on like on accident which i thought was cute
1: i love that yeah it looked really good it was perfect finals day outfit i mean anything she wears is perfect but
0: must be nice
1: must be nice to be able to put on a, a paper bag and have people squeal over how amazing you look <laughs> yeah and she could too she could she could wear dog shit and i'd still say she looks stunning like, like... I just I love her, so sorry.
0: So speaking of how uh, stunning and lovely Morgan is, uh, similar to the Deuce Maw story that I had before, I have another one, and this one is about Morgan specifically, but it's also about the the people Morgan was asked about. Like, <laughs> Anyway... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, one of our listeners' name is Emily, so shout out Emily, you're the best. And hey, Emily. Um, I specifically solicited Emily for this entry. <laughs> tell us everything. I have questions. Um, So Emily, let us know. She went to the Pilates class that Morgan hosted in Melbourne when she was there, obviously for the Australian Open. She did this like free hot Pilates class, and apparently she was very worried that nobody would come. So. Um, Emily went and apparently Emily does not normally do Pilates and stuff so I'm like that is brave of you Emily Mood,
1: so brave couldn't couldn't be be. me (laughs) I would have
0: to like do I haven't done Pilates in so long like I would have to do so much Pilates in order to feel comfortable going to that so like congratulations and even
1: then (laughs) even then yeah well done
0: so true so yes like Morgan introduced herself thanked everyone for coming which of course she did very sweet of her Mm -hmm. Um, then they did you know 45 minutes of Pilates which was hot Pilates so even more treacherous and then Emily's like trying to make her face less red before she gets a photo which also like that would be such a concern for me like I would be like Mm Morgan do these photos before we all get all sweaty and gross What's going on? So anyway, Morgan apparently remembered Emily messaging her saying that she'd never done Pilates before but was going to the class anyway. So she was like, oh, did you enjoy it, etc. She also asked Emily if she was going to any of the tennis and she asked who her favorite player was. Emily obviously... We know Emily, so we know what <laughs> Emily said. Um of she said Andre and Morgan said, which this is not a surprise because real ones know that Morgan doesn't follow very many tennis players on Instagram. She does follow Andre. Mm-hmm. She said that he's so nice and so sweet and then emily said she hopes taylor does well (laughs) oh lol didn't go that well but that's fine (laughs) and she also said that morgan was taller than she thought she would be which i don't know if Hmm. we would have that impression of morgan but it's interesting that emily did how tall is morgan i don't know it's really hard to tell emily how tall do you think morgan is let us know and we're gonna do it in centimeters oh no
1: (laughs) oh god have to Google. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: because Taylor's tall. But I feel like Morgan wears yeah. a lot of heels. So I just, yeah, I, I'm unclear on how tall she is. Anyway, so as Emily was leaving, this is one of my favorite parts because I have so many questions about Lily. Like, I, I just was like, who is this person? Why is this person always in Taylor's box? Like, I didn't realize who <laughs> Lily was. I didn't realize that Lily was, uh, well, what's his name?
1: Mike Russell. Mike Russell. (laughs) (laughs) You can never remember his name. (laughs) I really
0: can't. I really can't. I I didn't realize that Lily was Mike Russell's wife. I didn't know who she was. Anyway, so apparently Emily ran into Lily on her way out and Lily was like asking her for directions and stuff, which is very funny. And they like walked together for a little bit, talked about being on the tour, etc. And she also asked her who her favorite player was. (laughs) (laughs) and Emily once again said Andre and Lily also said that Andre was so sweet and nice so it's just like everything coming together that like We're hearing good things about Andre Rublev, and that's what we love to see. So that's why we're saying names. Like, when things are bad, I won't say names. Yeah. Or, frankly, sometimes read the story. There was one I got that I was shook by, but anyway. Speaking of bad ones that I'm going to keep blinded, I have one of my own from this week, and it's um, a tennis journalist messaged me to tell me my tweet was funny. Instead of just liking the tweet or replying to it in public, and I get it, you're a professional, but I was like... how dare you like <laughs> message so quickly to be like this made me lol and i was like okay then tell people that <laughs> like i know i'm funny
1: yeah i basically i rolled my eyes i was like ugh contact
0: use context clues but like come on yeah. add me to your circle guys i want to see the tweets i want to see them
1: add me too i don't tweet very much but <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll be looking yeah. <laughs> you want to you get my predictions for the next oh we sorry Taylor Fritz new career high congratulations world number five incoming for Taylor Fritz so excited for him
1: so excited people are
0: upset because he's like passing Andre and stuff I get it guys it's upsetting but let him have his moment because we don't know how long it's gonna last
1: (laughs) yeah he's losing those Indian Wells points real fast
0: (laughs) don't manifest that I'm gonna predict Taylor Fritz for Indian Wells
1: okay hey i'm here for it it's on my bingo board (laughs) fields open katie no rafa no novak true we'll see what taylor does we'll see um i'm rooting for him i love taylor also i'm this may be controversially a brave opinion but i really do not care what people are ranked at as long as they make it to the year-end finals (laughs) so true (laughs) that is all i care about
0: and right now do you want to know have you uh taken a gander at the race katie i have (laughs) the race in february is so funny tommy (laughs) paul is number four in the race (laughs)
1: so fucking funny and that's where he's gonna
0: stay guys (laughs) no Taylor Fritz number 6 Yannick Center number 5 Daniil 7 but you know Karen Aschenov number (laughs) 3 anyway
1: it's so funny to look at the
0: race in February like I just I'm dead
1: spectacular amazing show stopping
0: So, my predictions for winners, which, frankly, I'll take bribes to revise any of these if anyone's interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doha, because I need to manifest. Andre?
1: Lovely. Okay. Love it.
0: Marseille. I was looking at Marseille for, frankly, kind of a long time, trying to figure out, like, who to really, you know, go with. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time predicting Yannick in Marseille, frankly, because I just feel like he should be tired. <laughs> He's young. But also, there's not really anyone else there that I feel that good about. So I am going Yannick. <laughs> Marseille. Imagine. No, winner, final winner would be just like an iconic run.
1: Be so amazing. Would have loved to see it.
0: And then um, I'm going Carlos in Rio because I'm not an idiot.
1: Yeah, duh. Thoughts, Katie? I would love to see all of those, uh, to be quite honest. I'm terrible at predicting things. Uh, so I'm not going to give any, but I hope you're right.
0: Okay, you're just going to go with mine because it would have served you better last time.
1: Who did I say for, I don't even remember who I said for Rotterdam, because I'm pretty sure I also was like, yeah, Taylor and Carlos are going to clean sweep the other ones. I think you said
0: Andre.
1: Well, I'm a homer, okay?
0: Last thing that I just want to mention very quickly for those waiting for an update on this, Francis' team won the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game, so love that for Slay. him. I did think it was funny that the, the MVP who was on his team is this NFL player who literally did so well that the NFL is making him take a <laughs> doping test. Oh my God. They were like, mm, I'm
1: suspicious. <laughs> He's just so tall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Francis made two baskets love that for love him that. well done that's all i have to say thank you so much
1: thank you for this update because i did not look it up so i'm glad for this update <laughs>
0: yeah i was just curious i didn't see anything about this so i did have to go seeking it out
1: yeah that's fine that's what we're here for we're here to give you the knowledge you don't want to seek out
0: <laughs> it was very weird because ben affleck did the like announcements of who people were so like ben affleck introduced francis tiafone <laughs> oh game. my god just crazy. Just wild. What a combo. Good for him. Get back on the tennis court, Francis. Come on. We miss Come on. you.
1: I really do. I really miss Francis.
0: Thank you so much for listening. This was Backhands and Compliments. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, etc. Everything's down below. Email
1: us. Remember to rate us five stars. Tell a friend. Oh my god, yes. Thank you for listening. And um, slay. Slay!